ID theft. It's something we talk about quite a bit in the financial services space, but we rarely get to hear the other side of the story, the consumer side of the story. Today we hear from a victim of identity theft, Tom Wilkinson, a 54-year-old Massachusetts man who had his identity stolen after a phishing scam compromised his bank account. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. Tom, thanks for being with us this morning. Oh, you're welcome. Tom, could you give our audience a little background about what happened and how your identity was actually stolen? Well, um, we started, um, we do quite a bit on the computer when we can. We do bill pay, et cetera. And my wife noticed that some bills weren't getting paid, and they come back saying, um, I, I, I don't know the exact scope of it, but we had some um, uh, a bounce check. Uh, there were some issues when she did go online. The account wasn't correctly. It wouldn't let her sign in. Um, and then that's when we found out that our identity theft has been go, uh, was compromised. And we had no idea how we did it. We even had a computer expert come in, and we thought something was wrong with our computer. We were doing something wrong. It was just a nightmare for us. Now, how long ago, Tom, was this? When did this happen? Uh, I want to say around four months ago. Okay, and uh, and do you know now when the account was actually compromised? Uh, yes, I think it was uh, the, begin the, the beginning of the summer, um, and I believe somebody got my information posing as our bank online. I guess the term you use is phishing, uh, and it asked that my wife update her account information, and it asked her for sensitive information, uh, her Social Security number, her password, et cetera. So you think it may have been a couple of months after the breach occurred before you actually identified the fact that your information may have been compromised? Oh, no, no doubt, because actually the, the people involved had uh, our checks sent out, uh, believe it or not, to Hawaii, and we live in Massachusetts, and it was only found out when they asked for the second batch of checks. So uh, I still don't know the full impact of just how much, uh, how far ahead they were until, we, until they were caught. And you've probably answered my next question, and that was when and how were your bank accounts breached, and what was the overall impact on your identities? Well, it was terrible because you feel so you, – you hear about these things and you don't pay much attention, but you just feel violated, and it affects every part of your life. Uh, and I'm disabled, so it's hard for me to get out and go down the, the bank. I'm kind of physically limited to, to the home, but – uh, when we did find out, it, the fact that someone can go into your account and, and, and move money around and try to get checks and checks sent out, and in fact, I did actually physically see a check cash for $2,900, and they traced my name, so they had copies online to look at the way I signed my name, and it was in, in place in Indiana. Uh, so it was terrible. And then I, my, I have one credit card, and it's tied into the bank. I couldn't use my credit card. I couldn't pay. I have monthly bill pays, electronic deductions that I, that I couldn't use. Um, as I said, I'm disabled, so I have electronic money coming from my Social Security, and that, that account they had a, had a freeze and stop. So it just really sets your whole life back. It makes you really look at just how vulnerable we, we are uh, if you don't have proper protection. Now, you mentioned that your bank accounts were shut down. Were new accounts opened, such as credit cards? Yes, the, the new accounts were shut down and, and the new credit cards. And um, the best thing we had is we, we dealt with uh, this identity theft um, recovery. 
and it was a, a blessing. They walked us through everything as far as uh, putting alerts on accounts, et cetera. I don't know what we would have uh, done without them because I don't. This never happened to us before. I don't know what to do and how to go there. And then, and then also, how do you how do you live without you know you don't have access to your money. And 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 where does how far does it go? We had no idea how they get in. It took us about a month to, to they finally figured out it was uh, the phishing. Because then you say, what about other accounts? What about brokerage accounts? What about savings account? And you just don't know where to go. And you start looking around. And we had some work done at the house. Was it was it workers? And it just it, it, it puts you in a terrible place. And you don't know what to do. And you really you really need help. Once you identified that there was a problem with your bank account, I'm assuming that you notified your financial institution. And what steps did your financial institution take to help you combat the problem or to put you in touch with entities that could help you? Well, they were great. They, they immediately um, told us not to worry. They, they put a, a team of people that, that, that are dedicated to that called us all the time. They had uh, the people down the street, our local branch, really helped us out. Anything we needed, we could come to there to override anything. And they put us in touch with this identity theft recovery group who got us on our credit cards, um, you know, to block any new things, told us about how to pass with the things to watch out for, and they really started educating us. Um, and I never realized how big a problem this was. And, and I think if more and more businesses were aware of this, they, they, they could stop this before it, for it happened. So I, I can't say enough about this identity theft recovery uh, people that really walked us through and, and really got us going and, and kind of mitigated the damage to us and, and made us just gave us more peace of mind and knowing that, that, that eventually we're going to get this straightened out and this won't happen again. Now, you mentioned businesses, Tom. Were the accounts that you had, were they business accounts or were they personal accounts that you had breached? They, they, were, they were personal accounts, uh, but I guess my point was making that if, and I'm not an expert, but if, if they had a little better, uh, we might have been able to catch this a little sooner. Um, and I'll give you a, a quick example. is We never, um, we never ordered checks directly from our, our institution. Um, we ordered them elsewhere. We haven't ordered them in four years, and then somebody out of the blue calls up and orders the checks, and then, oh, by the way, don't send them to our address of record in Massachusetts. Send them to Hawaii. So I think that the businesses can do better, um, you know, either having somebody more dedicated or, or farming it out or doing something, because that would have been a huge red warning flag. All we did take was one phone call or one email, and we would have said, no, we, we didn't do that, and then we could have changed things before it happened. So has that changed some of your habits? Are you now going to be ordering checks just from your financial institution? Yeah, we are, and, and, and actually we're not going to even have, again, going back to my previous statement, we don't know, you think it's workers, you don't know how it happens, and, you, and you're nervous. I would never have anything such as that sent to the mail, through the mail, in, in my mailbox. I would go pick them up. So we're changing a lot of our, our things. We're really protecting our passwords. We're keeping on top of, of everything. We check our credit score more often. We see if there's any moves. So we've definitely been educated by the identity theft recovery people. Now, you mentioned that your financial institution helped you quite a bit. And then, of course, I know that you've worked with the Identity Theft Assistance Center, which also you've noted as being very helpful. Mm -hmm. But where or how could either one of those entities have done more? Well, I mean, I think the whole thing is just as 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 you, you want to educate consumers about the prevention and the and the red warning flags. Well, that, the same could be said about the businesses. I mean, they, they could be more proactive in in making sure that they're they're doing everything that they can to protect to catch it before it happens or before it gets this big. 
I mean, I, my cases, they caught it just in time. They actually tried to move $40,000 from a credit line um, into the, uh, my, my checking account, and, and they had the checks, and if they could have cashed cash it or get access to that if we just caught them in time, you know, that could have been a huge issue. So I think the businesses can, can, can align themselves with somebody that would be more proactive and preventative. Now, you noted that the compromise you estimate occurred sometime at the beginning of the summer, and then you didn't identify the compromise until about four months ago. Are you still recovering from the losses and cleaning up the messes that you suffered from this breach? Well, actually, we're just about all set on that. A lot of it has to do with you don't realize how dependent you are. Just the fact that you have to go in and a simple thing like changing your account number. I mean, I, I have to go down to Social Security. I have to put them in and give them, this is my new account, so you can't send this money here anymore. You have to send it to this account. Uh, paying bills online, you have to go in and change all that. Uh, and, and your, your brokerage accounts, your stocks, your savings, your 401K, every, I mean, we, we are finally digging out of it, but it's a tremendous amount of work you have to do if you're so dependent on just one account. You've noted that it actually has changed some of the, the ways that you interact with your financial institution and some of the ways that you handle your personal accounts. What about your lifestyle? How has the incident impacted your lifestyle? Well, we're very careful. We used to just believe everything that you received. Someone has your email. It must be your institution. It must be someone trusts. We we're very, very wary on, on anything we receive on the email. We're, we're very wary, uh, I hate to say it, of people coming in and access to the house, people working, uh, our credit cards. We've, we've taken pictures of all these. We've, we've opened up a safety deposit box to, to have some things that it's not lying around. So we've definitely taken a change to our, our whole lifestyle and the way we look at things. Cause, and I never realized identity theft was such a problem until we, this, this happened to us. And if it happened to us, we're, we think we're pretty safe people and it, it could happen to anybody. I never realized this was such a big problem. And I would imagine it's an even bigger problem for businesses because I think they, they, I would assume they'd be targeted more. And before we close, Tom, what advice could you offer to financial institutions when it comes to dealing with consumers like yourself who have had their identities stolen and their accounts breached? My best advice is I would go to your financial institution and directly contact them and ask them, you know, what is the best that I should do to protect my identity? What red flags should I be looking for? And I would get educated by your, your very own and, and just know how, how vulnerable you are or aren't and ask what steps they've taken. Have, have they done anything to protect you and what you can do? And I would try to coordinate that with the financial institution to protect that before it happens. Thank you so much, Tom. I appreciate your time today. You're very welcome. Again, we've just heard from Tom Wilkinson, a victim of identity theft in Massachusetts. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.